Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. We're starting this new series called Community, and this morning's uh, sermon is You Matter. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, You Matter. Tell them again. Tell them like, you, like they really matter. <laughs> How does that make you feel? You know, I, I, think, I think in today's culture, so many people feel like they're undervalued or are not loved or appreciated or not important. And listen, we all matter. God created us. And uh, he destined us to be here for such a time as this. And so our lives matter. I want to uh, look at the word community. It comes from a combination of two Latin words, cam, which means together, and munis, which means to serve. So community is serving together. And that's why we talk about this relational, uh, this relationship that we have with the Lord and one another, the value in those things and how important it is that we're serving together. And I know that most everyone here is serving in some capacity. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that's wonderful. I think that as believers, we should be serving and helping one another and, ser- and, and you know, uh, serving the Lord and one another. We are the body of Christ. And so... I just finished, we just finished the series Words, and if you missed any of those sermons, I encourage you to go back and you can watch the videos, archive them, you can podcast those. Our tech arts team has done a great job of putting those on multiple platforms, so uh, they're available for you. And so we've looked at some of these scriptures over the past number of weeks, but I want to tie this together with what we've been talking about, the, the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives and uh, also how that we work together, the giftings of the Holy Spirit are given to the church to help us. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to look at a number of scriptures here, uh, verses 4 through 31. And, and many of you know, most of you know, I think we have the Version app. You can go to your Version Bible app, and you can follow along with the, the scriptures and the points. And so Paul is bringing clarification to the early church here, and he says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we all serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And so we know that as we yield to the Lord, He's working in our hearts and lives, and that He is gifting us so that we can be a blessing to the body of Christ and those those others around us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. That's the purpose of the giftings. And so my first point this morning is your gift, your gifts are important. So never minimize the giftings that God has given you. And you may think, well, you know, I'm not a, 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 pra- a preacher or a teacher or I don't have the gift of prophecy or whatever. Whatever giftings you have are important because the body needs that. We need that. We need all of the giftings. And so the Lord desires to give us gifts and he's given the gift of the Holy Spirit as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who distributes the gifts. Let's read on in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. 
Wise advice. So we all need wise advice from time to time. And there are people in my life that, that are, are solid Christian believers that are mentors to me, that when I have an issue or something that I need to some counsel on, I, I can go and talk to them. And so we all need that. We, uh, there are people in our lives that need some wisdom and counsel and wise advice, especially in the craziness of the world around us today. And so many people that don't have a relationship with the Lord, that don't have the Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them, we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to give wise counsel and advice to, to other people. Um, let's read on in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. And so there are times when the Lord will give us insight into a person's situation or into uh, uh, give us some understanding or fresh revelation that we can share with someone else. Maybe the Lord has placed upon our heart um, a situation that a family's going through or a person's going through, and we can go and share with them. You know, there are three words that we've shared recently that the Lord has given to us as a church, and uh, I don't share everything with the congregation that the Lord gives me, but these three words I think were very important for us as a church, and not just us as Life Fellowship, but as the body of Christ. And in January of 2019, the Lord told us that we're in a reset. This was before the pandemic hit and before all of the things happened. We knew that we were going through a reset as a church, getting out of the building and, and looking for another building, and we bought the land, and the Rebickis have graciously allowed us to plant here, and, uh, so thank you for that. But we knew that we were in a reset, but we didn't know that that meant a, a global pandemic was coming. And then in, in May of 2020, the Lord gave, gave us another word, the world as we know it will soon come to an end. And that was like 10, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks before the George Floyd incident, the uh, pandemic had already hit. But that incident happened, and look at, look at how things are changing rapidly. And so the Lord has given us, He gives us insight into things that are happening, and He told us a year ago, over a year ago, the world as we know it will soon come to an end. And I think it has, and I think it's continuing to change. And, not, and, if, and you can look at America, certainly there are a lot of changes here, but look at what's happening across the globe. It's not just in America. It's not just in the Houston area. It's global. And, you know, I want to do this. I want to stop for a moment. And, and let's just pray together as a family because, you know, we have a lot of uh, American citizens that are stranded and abandoned in Afghanistan and, and a lot of our allies and people that are over there that, you know, are really struggling Let's pray together. Lord God, we just lift up every person over there that's in peril, that is in harm's way, that is trying to get out of that situation, Lord. We pray that you would protect them and that you would uh, allow them to leave. And, and Father, we speak life and blessings over every person over there that's been stranded and is trying to get out. We pray for every American and, and every ally, every person that, that is in harm's way, Lord God, because of the culture and the environment there. And so we just ask, Lord, that you would save them and that you would deliver them and, and put them into a safe place. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Thank you for praying. Listen, you know, the Bible says we need to pray for our brothers and sisters everywhere because there may come a point in time where we need some prayer. We need some prayer now, anyway. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for that. Um, To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. So again, we're talking about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives that are for the body, for us. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy, speaking forth the words of God. You know, the, the other word that the Lord gave us of uh, May of this year, 2021, was to prepare. And I've shared this with you. The Lord woke me up, and, and I, I was, it was like 4 in the morning, and I go into my office, and I sit down, and I begin, I'm ready to write. And the Holy Spirit says, prepare. So I write, prepare. And I'm like, okay. What else? And the Holy Spirit says, go back to bed. That's all I have. And so, you know, we prepared doesn't mean to get prepared. It means to be ready. On your marks, get set, go. So the Lord is speaking to us, and he's giving us insight. He's giving us a, a, a preparation plan that we need to take heed. We need to, the preparation time is over. We need to be ready. For when he blows the shofar, that we go into battle. Listen, we're in battle whether we realize it or not. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in the heavenly places. And, and many of you know that we, we pray at the, at the property every Wednesday, and we're praying against those principalities and powers. We're praying for a release of the power of God to move in greater measure. We're praying that people in our communities get set free from addictive behaviors, from all kinds of things, and that we experience a greater move in the power of God moving in our lives, that we see our friends and neighbors getting saved, that that we see people coming to the Lord, that, that the Lord is speaking through our lives into the lives of people that are lost and need hope. So he gives the ability... Uh, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another to prophesy. These are important gifts that the, that the Holy Spirit has given to us. But we have to have them. We have to receive them to be able to go out and use them. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. There is the Holy Spirit. There is the unholy spirit. There is our own spirit. And so we want to make sure that we're connecting with the Holy Spirit and so the things that are resident within us are in alignment with the Holy Spirit and what He's saying to us. And we need to, we need to discern the voices around us. Just because somebody can quote Scripture doesn't mean that they're giving godly advice or they're speaking the words of God. I mean, Satan knows the Word of God. And when he tempted Jesus, he was quoting Scripture. So just because someone reads their Bible or just because someone says, I believe in God, that doesn't mean that they're flowing in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need discernment in this hour to discern the voice of the Lord. And that's why this relationship is so vital that we know His voice. That's that's why it's so important that we know the Word of God because if someone uh, says something that's contrary to the Word of God, we know, oh, wait a minute, that's not correct. 
That's not what the Word says. So we're providing an, an environment of growth, like through the life groups, for instance. A lot of that is, well, all of it is Word-based. And so we need to know the Word so we can rightly divide the Word of truth. We need the Holy Spirit speaking to us so that we can discern what's being said. Is this of God or is this not of God? Because there's a lot of voices out there, and we need to make sure that we're hearing the, the voice of the Lord. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. And I talked about speaking in tongues. I talked about a prayer language. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit the last few weeks. What if you were in Afghanistan right now trying to get out? And what if God gave you supernatural ability to understand what was being said in their tongue or interpret it? You know, that could be really important. And so those are the kinds of things that God is wanting to pour out, I believe, in this hour, not so that we just have some kind of gift that we, oh, I've got this gift. But he wants us to use the gifts that he gives us. He gives us the gifts for us to help us. It is uh, the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. The Holy Spirit is choosing who he gives these gifts to. So my first point is your gifts are important. My second point is discover the Lord's gifts to you or for you and how he desires you to use them. Again, having discernment and knowing when the Lord is speaking to you because just because the Lord gives you some uh, supernatural wisdom or knowledge or understanding or revelation doesn't necessarily mean that you go and share that. It may mean that. Or maybe he's saying, I'm giving you something right now, but I want you to hold off to the right time. But Jesus said of the Holy Spirit that he's come to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so the Lord is not wanting to hide things, but sometimes it's a matter of timing where we are to present something at a specific time. But maybe God is giving you insight into something so that you can pray. Because the Lord will do that. The Lord will give us insight. And, and it's so that we can pray. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying for this nation. We need to be praying for the leaders of this country. We need to be praying for the leaders in the world. We need to be in prayer. Spending more time in prayer. 1 Corinthians 12, 11 continues. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So ask the Lord, say, Lord, I want, I want the gift. I want the gifts that you want me to have. Actively seek him about those things and ask him. Verse 12 says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And so if you look at your physical body, you're made up of many parts, but so is the body of Christ. So God has given us these giftings. He's giving us, he's given us our personality. He's given us the, uh, our, our, the way that we process and the way that we think and the way that we act and the way that we are. He's created all of us individually so that we can all work together because we're not all the same part of the body. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. And if you remember, we talked about this extensively over the past few weeks. 
there are, we talked about three baptisms that we need. We talked about what the baptism is. We talked about who baptizes. We talked about what the baptism is for. Let's look at these again. Baptism into Christ. We just read here. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. We've been baptized into the body of Christ. Who baptizes us? The Holy Spirit. And what's the purpose? We come into salvation. We come in this vital relationship with the Lord. And then the second baptism we talked about is baptism in water. Who baptizes us? A disciple, a believer, a person. And it, uh, the result of that is it reflects new life. And so we're going to be baptizing, water baptizing next weekend. If you want to get water baptized, sign up if you haven't already, and uh, you can get water baptized. So uh, the other thing we talked about, the third ba baptism we talked about, is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Who baptizes us? Jesus. And what is the purpose of baptism of the Holy Spirit? We are empowered then to live this abundant life. And uh, we talked about uh, baptism is, uh, comes from the, the word baptizo, and it means to immerse. And so whenever we get water baptized, we, we immerse people. We take them all the way under and then bring them up, and it represents an uh, uh, inward change in our heart, and, and it's like when we come up out of the water, we've been washed clean. So uh, water baptism doesn't save us, but it's an outward expression of an inward change in our heart, and so we'll be baptizing, uh, water baptizing people next week, but it's also important that we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we talked about that the last couple of weeks, so I'm not going to go back over that, but let's read on in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, does, that does not make it any less a part of the body, right? So let's read on. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? No. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Paul is, is, is really talking here he's really trying to get us to understand and i think that it's not just physically that we understand that we are a part of the body but spiritually we need to we need those that are hearing the voice of the lord to share with the body i mean we all need to be hearing the voice of the lord right but like these three specific words that we've received over the past three years those are specific for life fellowship they're specific for mark johnson they're specific for Steve Palman. They're, they're specific for all of us, but they're also important for the, the body of Christ, not just our church, because the Holy Spirit is speaking. And you know what's interesting is sometimes the Lord will begin to speak to me about a certain thing, and then guess what? I'll talk to another pastor or hear about another church where God is speaking the same thing. It's the one Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to His body, that's speaking to the church for those who are open to receive, listening, that have a relationship with Him. And so the Holy Spirit is consistently speaking the same thing to those that are listening, those that are yielding their lives to Him and willing to be receivers and also distributors of what the Lord is giving. 
Because again, why is he giving us these gifts? So that we can encourage one another. So that we can help one another. So that we can strengthen one another. That's the purpose of him giving these gifts to the body. And so we need people that are hearing. We all need to be hearing. But God is speaking to his people. God is revealing. God is showing. God is exposing. Are we seeing what God is doing? Not just... In, in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm? Are we seeing what God's purpose and plan is? Are we seeing how do we navigate these challenges? What do we do in the circumstances where there's so much chaos and confusion? So we need to be, you know, uh, solidly following the Lord and seeking Him and listening to Him with our spiritual ears and looking to Him with our spiritual eyes and open to receive in our heart what the Lord is saying. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. He didn't put a thumb in the middle of our forehead. He put it on our hand. And if you're a part of this body, if you're a part of this congregation, he brought you here. You're, he brought you specifically here to be a part of this body. And so we need you. So if you're not here, we're missing part of our body. <laughs> and, and so we need one another. Because when you're not here, we're missing. When you're not here, you're missing. We need one another. And so this, this sermon today is really to talk about you matter. You are important. Not just to the Lord, but to this body. The things that you bring. You're... you're Weird personalities. <laughs> we need you. We need weird personalities. <laughs> but you know what? We love one another because we all have, you know, weird personalities or quirks or whatever. But that's what makes us part of the body is that we love one another. <laughs> we put up with one another sometimes. But we're a blessing to one another. How boring would it be if everybody was just like you? <laughs> We'd probably kill one another. <laughs> and so God has created, you know, us to, and, and, and has blessed us with the uniqueness of our personalities. And as I look across this room, I see the uniqueness of everyone here. And and, and so we're, we're all important, and we're all operating as a part of the body that we need. So we need one another. So my first point is your gifts are important. My second point is discover the Lord's gifts to you and how he desires you to use them. One of the small groups that the tutors are teaching is identification, learning uh, what your identity in Christ is. And then they're going to have some, some uh, online tests that you can go, go through and, and find out what your spiritual giftings are to help you with that. Uh, my third point this morning is help others develop their gifts. Because as we grow, as we mature, we can help one another. And we can use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we can help them to discover and be able to use their giftings as well. 1 Corinthians 12, 19 says, How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Again, we are to be working together in unity. 
We are to be working together in oneness. There can be some negative connotations to unity. But let me say it this way. We are to be working together in oneness. That we have the same purpose and goal of serving the Lord and being used by Him. We don't all think exactly alike. My wife doesn't think like I do sometimes. And uh, I love her. But sometimes I don't understand what she's thinking. And I'm sure she would say the same about me. But we're working together because we're committed to the marriage. We're committed to, to working together. And so understanding our giftings and understanding our calling and understanding what the Lord is doing helps us in our relationship. Because we, we've taken the strength finders test. And uh, I, I knew that I was strategic, but I didn't think she was. She's higher in strategy than I am. <laughs> Her strategy is very different than mine. But she's strategic. And sometimes she'll say something or do something, and I'm like, wow, that is amazing. How did you ever think of that? Or, and then there are times when I'm like, what were you thinking? I'm not really sure. But our strategies are different, but we can work together. And so that's why it's important that we know what our giftings are. More importantly, it's, it's why we need to connect with the Lord. We need to be committed in our marriages. We need to be committed. But we need to be committed to the Lord as well. I, I talk to people on a regular basis that say they're Christian, but I don't see the fruit of it in their life. I don't see the lifestyles. Have people living together, you know, and, and thinking that it's okay. Now listen, you know, we all make mistakes, but as we grow in the Lord, we should, there should be some change in our life. If the Bible says it's wrong, then it's wrong. And that's part of the problem today is, you know, the word is being compromised and people are saying, oh, well, you know, I know the Bible says it's wrong, but, you know, this is today. This is different today. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so there are many parts but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. We need to value the giftings of one another. And just because someone may have what may seem to be a more important position or gifting, no, 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 no. We're all called to obey the Lord. And so my giftings are different than yours, and yours are different than mine. But we, we all take responsibility for the giftings that we have. And we shouldn't be jealous or envious of someone else because they have a gift. Let's use the gift that God has given us to the best of our ability. And maybe he'll give us that gift too. You never know. Well, if we're faithful in the small things, he'll give us more. So we need to be faithful. We need to be obedient to him. And we need to be... Uh, committed to him. Deuteronomy 30, 19, and 20. Speak life and blessings. The key to your life is love God, obey God, commit firmly to God, obey God, love God, commit firmly to God. And so we, we see people that say they love God, but they don't obey God. They don't commit firmly to God. And that's the key to our life. It's not just saying, well, I believe in God. Well, uh, the demons from hell know who God is. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't prove a whole lot. Okay, so yes, there are many parts, one body. 
let's look at 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. I don't want to get graphic here, but you know that's true. There are some parts of our body that if they're not working, it, it can, it, it's a problem. Really, if any parts of our body aren't working. Now, if, we're, if, we're, if our finger is broken, our toe's broken, we can get by. But there are some internal things that if they get plugged up, we've got a problem. Okay, let's move on. Uh, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. So just as you care for your body, every part of your body, we should care for the body of Christ, every part of the body of Christ. I remember one time I was, I was having this conversation with the Lord, and I said, Lord, I don't understand why there's so much immaturity in the body of Christ. And, and it's like the Lord said, the body of Christ is like a family. You have infants, you have toddlers, you have teenagers, you have you know, young adults, middle-aged adults, old adults. So you have the whole gamut of spiritual maturity. It's the same with the body of Christ. We want to see people come in here that are unsaved, that have all kinds of issues. I mean, we have some issues too, right? But we want to see people come in and get saved. The, the word God's heart is that people come into this relationship with Him. So we're not to embrace the sin, but we're to embrace the sinner. Sinner's sin. Before we came to Christ, we were doing all kinds of stuff. But we come into this place of, of honesty and authenticity with the Lord, and we say, God, here I am. And He begins to clean up our life. He begins to do something in our hearts that has a, has a change in the outward expression of our lives. I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke pot anymore. I don't do a lot of the things that I used to do anymore. Why? Because I've, I've made myself not do those things. No, because God has changed my heart. I don't have those desires anymore. And God's greatest desire is that we come into this intimate, personal relationship with Him. And that we love the things that He loves and that we hate the things that He hates. And what does He love most? The, most? the thing that He loves the most are people. And He wants to be in relationship with them. So it begins with us, our heart change, and coming into this relationship. But it doesn't end there. God wants us to be the light and salt to the earth. Be an example to be mentors to people. To walk in the giftings and the fullness of life that Jesus came to give us. So we care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Because we care about one another. We love one another. Last week, I had a good friend that her, her dad passed away. My heart was broken for her. I mean, we were rejoicing that, that he's not suffering any longer. But as we have this relationship with one another, we actually care about one another. And so when someone is broken, when someone's hurting, 
we're hurting. If you smash your thumb with a hammer, you would be hurting. <laughs> and so when a part of our body is hurting or going through something, do we care? If we have these relationships, we should. When somebody gets a job promotion or gets, you know, something good happens, do we rejoice? Yes, we rejoice because they're part of us. We're connected to them. We have a relationship with them, and we care. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. First are apostles. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing. Those who can help others. Those who have the gift of leadership. Those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And so between chapter 12 and chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians is chapter 13, where Paul talks about love. If I could speak with the, the tongues of angels but had not love, I would be nothing more than a clanging symbol. He's saying the gifts are important, but the most important thing is love. Your gifts are important. Discover the, the Lord's gifts you have and how he desires you to use them. And then we have the opportunity to help others develop their gifts as well. Three or four weeks ago, I talked about speaking in tongues and prophecy, and, and I want to just touch on this just for a moment here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 3 through 5, but one who prophesies strengthens others and encourages them and comforts them. So when we prophesy, when, when God gives us a word and we share that, it strengthens and encourages and comforts. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. So if I'm praying in my spirit, if I'm speaking in tongues, I'm built up personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. And Paul goes on to say, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. He says, it's better that you speak a few words that someone can understand. It's better that you speak the words of prophecy that's going to edify and build up the body. Because when we speak or when we pray in our prayer language, we're, we're building ourselves up. And that's good. That's good. That's great. But when we speak a word of prophecy, we're building up the entire church. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. So God gives us gifts to strengthen ourselves individually. And so that's why uh, a couple of weeks ago I talked about having a prayer language. Jude 20 says when we pray in the Spirit, we are built up. We don't know what we're praying. It's our spirit man that is connecting with God's Holy Spirit. And so that's important that we're built up. But gifts are also given to strengthen the entire body of Christ. And I think that the basis of that whole thing is love. 
Do we love God? And do we love one another? Because when we do, it's going to be demonstrated. I, I love all of you. This is such an awesome church. You, you guys are so full of love. And it's, it's not only demonstrated here on Sunday morning in, in the life groups, but as we go out into the world and we live it out. Yeah. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe God is speaking to you this morning and you had a relationship with the Lord, but you walked away, or maybe you never had a relationship with Him. And God is speaking to your heart this morning. Would you slip up your hand? Anybody here? I want to pray with you. There's no shame in that. All right. Thank you for that. Maybe you're watching online and you say, Pastor Mark, that's me. I want to come back to the Lord or I want to give my heart to the Lord. If you would just repeat this prayer after me, just from your heart, just say, Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I receive you today in fullness. And I thank you, Lord, for this new beginning. I thank you for this fresh start. I thank you for this new day. I thank you that your word says that my sins are as far as the east is from the west. And that you wash away all that stuff. And I thank you again for this new beginning. And I receive you into my heart and life in Jesus' name. I want to pray one more prayer for you. Lord God, I pray for those that prayed this prayer. I pray for the fire and the power of your Holy Spirit to wash over them. Even now, Lord God, let them feel your presence in a greater measure. And that as they read your word and as they spend time in prayer, that you will... Uh, your, your word and your, your Holy Spirit will just come alive in them and they'll have a fresh understanding and that they'll have a greater sensitivity to your Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them and that you will break off any chains of addiction or anything in their lives that need to be removed and that you will like pull a weed pull those weeds out of their lives and backfill it with your presence and your love and I thank you for it in Jesus name We hope today's message encouraged you. For more information about our church, please visit our website, lifefellowship.me. We invite you to join us again next week for another life-changing, uplifting message. And remember to live it.